Good day to be indigenous. Get up, stand up. They are going to become more brutal. Because all the hippies were trying to be Indians anyway. They're going to become more repressive because it's a matter of dollars and their illusionary concepts of power. Hey, Victor. We must live in balance with the earth. And also with recent happenings at Wounded Knee. I am awake. Welcome to Native Roots Radio Presents I'm Awake, and I'm your host, Wakanja Hade. Hey, Kadagi to all my friends and relatives in four directions. You are listening to Native Ritz Radio Presents I'm Awake, and I'm your host, Robert Pilot. Hey, we discuss local and national Native news and events, and as you know, Haley, Native issues are human issues, and human issues are Native issues. You're absolutely right, Dega. This portion of the show is supported by Native American Community Development Institute in Minneapolis. Hey, we're going to have Robert Lilligren uh, on, of course, today. This is Thursday, and we'd love to check in with Robert what's going on. And he's uh, the CEO of Native American Community Development Institute in Minneapolis and the Twin Cities. And then Wendy with our sacred animal portion. And then we're going to lose Haley because she's going to see uh, pink or blue or something like that. Red or purple or something. But yeah, no, Alicia Moore, I believe, is Pink's actual real name. So I didn't know that, but I love (laughs) Pink. So have a good time tonight and enjoy. Absolutely. Thank you. Before we get to Robert, we want to uh, drop an update from Wisconsin Governor, uh, Governor Evers, and then we'll discuss that. And then it'll be Robert Lilligren and Wendy Pilot Day here on Native Roots Radio. Let's take a listen. Hey there, Native Roots Radio. Governor Tony Evers here with my weekly update. While Wisconsin began this biennium in the best fiscal position in its 175-year statehood, we know employers across the state continue to face significant generational challenges filling available jobs. Earlier this year, I proposed a comprehensive budget plan to address our state's long-standing workforce challenges, supporting working families, and maintain our economic momentum. Unfortunately, the Republicans in the legislature rejected many of these efforts. But thanks to my strategic line-item vetoes in the budget, I've ensured ample state resources are readily available for legislators to address the most pressing issues facing our state. So this week, I called a special session of the legislature next month on September 20th to complete their work on the budget. My comprehensive workforce plan invests more than $365 million to help prevent our child care industry from collapsing. I'm also proposing to expand paid family and medical leave in Wisconsin for working families. My plan also supports higher education to educate, train, and retain and recruit talented workers, including over $66 million for our University of Wisconsin system and over $40 million for our Wisconsin Technical College system. And my plan targets high-need sectors and industries, including $160 million for solutions to our healthcare workforce shortages and more than $16 million to address the teacher shortage and bolster educator pipelines. The challenges that have plagued our state for generations will continue holding our economy, our families, and our state back if Republicans in the legislature don't take seriously the second chance I'm giving them, and urgently. We must work together in the coming weeks so we can bolster our state's workforce, maintain our economic momentum, and most importantly, do the right thing for Wisconsin. Thanks for listening. Back to you, Robert, and Native Roots Radio. Hey, Pinigigi Governor. Wow, great update. Robert, uh, welcome to Native Roots Radio. I got a couple questions uh, for you after we just listened to, to uh, Governor Evers. That was uh, interesting. I did not realize that uh, Wisconsin has line item veto par- power. Oh, yeah. It's been used before in the not too uh, distant past. I'm trying to remember what the case was. But it was very surgically used, and I, and I give the governor credit. Yeah, very interesting, too. What and, does that mean, Robert? Well, uh, as you know, line item, if there's things in the bill, oh, Robert Lilligren, why don't you do <laughs> Well, we have two Roberts. I know. No, I, I should have been more specific. Right. Robert so L. Line item veto. Thank you. 
Thanks, Wendy. <laughs> nice to be with you again. It feels like it's been a while. So, uh, yeah. line item veto we do not have in Minnesota, but it means that a governor can take one line out of legislation or out of a budget and veto that okay. singular line. And so the entirety of the legislation can go forward absent whatever was line item vetoed. And dang, I'm just racking my brain trying to remember how Governor Evers used it really recently, but it was really elegant and useful. Oh, it was when he, uh, didn't he approve education funding for like 400 yeah. years or something yes. like that? <laughs> yeah, that was a very creative use of this line item veto right adding uh adding some numbers and changing some numbers and making it 400 years as opposed to uh four, four years or, <laughs> four. or yeah that was amazing yeah that was amazing too and uh they are having this teacher shortages and things that i guess is all over the country too but their republicans aren't helping them at all uh, with this it sounds like yeah, I have a sense that a lot of teachers will be leaving states like Florida, who are just removing what Shakespeare from the curriculum. You know, so I don't, I don't think a lot of teachers are going to want to stay in that state. So hopefully, it'll benefit states like Wisconsin, Minnesota, others where we're, where we're serious about education. Yeah, definitely. Well, that was great to have an update by by the governor and. Uh, we have Robert Lilligren, CEO of Native American Community Development Institute, here for our our show today. And we we were kind of briefing as we were or twinning today with our same shirts. Uh, yeah, the, I like it. Nice shirt, Robert. <laughs> at the at the Four Sisters <laughs> Market today. Oh, hey, thanks, Haley. <laughs> Did you notice and, when we posted that on the Facebook page for Four Sisters Farmers Market? I think the first person to like it was Lieutenant Governor. Peggy Flanagan, right writer sister. And as everybody knows that listens to the show frequently, uh, Lieutenant Governor sends us a piece too uh, every other week, and we're always excited to to listen to what's going on and what she's doing. And uh, uh, yeah, that's uh, we really love uh, Peggy Flanagan here on Native Roots Radio. I uh, we haven't talked in a while about some national stuff. And oh my goodness, there's national things going on, Robert, that uh, my head's spinning in a good way. And I don't know, I'm putting tobacco out and burning flat cedar and sage. Let's talk a little bit right. about the national scene. Well, I mean, I've been kind of surprised the last few weeks that we haven't talked about the I word, indictment, you know, and and they just keep on coming. And I think it's just so fascinating. It's just unprecedented. You know, no president has been indicted like this, criminally charged, ever, and certainly not now in three different uh, cases. And so just watching that come down, watching both the uh, former president and his supporters' responses, but also watching the broader public response, and especially the response from the public Republican Party, which is surprisingly mild. Yeah, really. Uh you know, if you pull up the clips uh, specifically, Robert, from the day after or even the evening of January 6th and what the Republicans were saying and to what they're saying now is night and day. It is. And, you know, that and that's kind of interesting. And, you know, I do credit the, the people within the Republican Party who are willing to step forward and say, you know, sort of the the gig is up this morning as i was getting ready i was thinking of that fairy tale do you remember the emperor has no clothes oh yeah and i just kind of keep wondering you know waiting for that moment when when more people will finally say the emperor has no clothes but but so far he's far and away the front runner for the republican nomination for president and and that just floors me and so so we'll see as these cases develop more are coming but uh, you know, justice moves slowly. It seems like it was so long ago on the January 6th where he urged his supporters to storm the Capitol and halt the uh, ratification process of the Electoral College. But but a justice is coming. Yes, let's hope so. Wendy's got her fingers crossed. I know she's gotten a little jaded here uh, with uh, the two impeachments and all the other things that have happened to him and not happened. But, hey, we're with Robert Lilligren, uh, NACD. I said that right, right, Wendy? Woo, Woo one in a row. Hey, Good job. We're, 
<laughs> and uh, from the Native American Community Development Institute, we're going to come back and talk some more uh, politics that affects uh, us and all and everyone. This is Native Roots Radio. Stay with us. Your neighbors are talking about the Blue Line Extension, connecting North Minneapolis, Crystal, Robbinsdale, and Brooklyn Park to the light rail transit system. The Blue Line allows us to actually connect people in real time to this community. Instead of bypassing it, they're going to stop and shop. They're going to stop and play. They're going to stop and work. Blue Line is a connector. Hear more of this story and others at yourblueline.org. When we heal from our traumas, when we face our fears, let go of our addictions, when we relearn our values, when we live our teachings, respecting our elders, cherishing and honoring our children, when we honor and take care of our spirit, there will be no room left for sexual violence. Sponsored by the Minnesota Indian Women's Sexual Assault Coalition. Hey, Kadigi to all my friends and relatives in four directions. This is Robert Pilot of Native Roots Radio presents I'm Awake. I'm here to ask you for your support. Finding honest, Native-centered news is not easy. But with your support, we're able to provide accurate information about Standing Rock, Line 3, treaty violations, and COVID-19 in our Native communities. Please visit Native Roots Radio Network on Patreon and donate if you can. That's Native Roots Radio Network on Patreon. Pinigigi, and thank you for your support. JNS Bean Factory is a native-owned, community-supported, cozy, artsy coffee shop which offers roasted on-site beans, live music, and baked goods. Relax in the beautiful outside patio. City Pages writes, voted top 10 coffee shops. Tucked into a quiet corner of St. Paul's Highland Park neighborhood, this coffee shop roasts beans on-site from the best coffee-growing countries in the world. Located at 1518 Randolph Avenue, St. Paul. The good stuff. And we're back to Native Roots Radio presents I'm Awake, and this is Robert Pilot. This portion of the show is supported by the Minnesota Indian Women's Sexual Assault Coalition. Hey, we have a, a lot of pink uh, energy going on here uh, in Native Roots Radio. Uh, Haley's getting ready to go to pink. She's not wearing pink, though, like the Barbie show, but uh, you'll have to no. send some pictures and let us know. Uh, uh, get some selfies and stuff like that. Hey, we're here with uh, Robert Lilligren, and we're checking in here. Our, our political guru, I like to say. Um, or maybe I just said it tonight. <laughs> yeah, maybe I just said it tonight. But, hey, we love talking politics with Robert, and we're talking a, a little national, and we're talking about the eye in indictment that we like uh, that. Uh, but I don't know. He's like the Teflon uh Don, but he's not really smart enough to be a Don, but uh, he's, he, it's just amazing. He is very tough one. And I remember way back when in 2016, as he started to mm. be positioned as the front runner within the presidential race. And I, re- I remember saying to, to people then, you know, Trump is in no way prepared for the intense scrutiny that he's going to experience if he gets elected president. Actually, I can't say it on the radio, but I said he's no way prepared for the flashlight up his you-know-what that he's <laughs> going to experience. And, and it's taken a while, and I think there was a lot of respect and restraint from the legal community while he was president, you know, and respecting the office. And and once he left, you know, then then the true process started. And so now we're seeing, seeing that come to fruition. And so... So we'll see. We'll see if he can remain Teflon to this. But I was just trying to count up the charges. And of course, there's still more charges pending in Georgia. But it's it's some ridiculously high number. And I heard 75. Uh, I heard 75 yeah, charges, 70, I think. Yeah. 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 So, <laughs> so it's hard to figure how someone could dodge that many charges. And, well, and, well, one of the yeah. things he says, Robert, is that... Uh, you know, and it's funny because he's correct. He says he's in a two-peer uh, 
a judicial uh, system here. And, and I agree, because if this was anybody else, they'd be in jail right now. Right. But I think the former president's point when he says two tier is that he's in the lower tier and somehow he's right. being, being more attacked. But of course, we all know we have a multi-tiered judicial system. And, and you know, a few times I've been part of these oh, surveys or task forces or groups around trying to improve Native people's satisfaction with uh, outcomes in court. And not surprisingly, with so many statistics like this, Native people have, are least satisfied mm. of any demographic group with their their court outcomes and so yeah. and their court experiences. And so, if we talk about a multi tiered layers, uh, multi tiered judicial system, I think we have a very good perspective on that from our community, probably better than Trump's. Well, you know, uh, one of the things that they're they're talking about too recently in the news is about how he sent those fake electors, and I'm glad that's coming up because I'm telling you that was a mind blowing. Uh, everyone knew it was going on, and then they like I remember I don't even know what state it was, but they shoot them away. They wouldn't let them come in and pretend that they were the electoral uh, people. Uh, well, there, you remember yeah, that? A lot of the swing states, oh yeah, I remember it very well. It was just shocking while it was happening. But now you see as these fake electors get charged, um, sometimes yeah. with felonies, that, oh, I didn't know it was against the law. You know, and I don't, I don't know how that really holds water as a defense. You know, ignorance of the law, I don't think, is a defense. And, uh, and these people should be criminally charged. And so... Yeah. And if anything else, to deter it so it doesn't happen again, you know, uh, elections, it's the first time really that I can remember and maybe ever that that there was such a successful and deliberate attempt to disrupt the peaceful transference of power, which is a cornerstone of our democracy, right? And so yeah. that wasn't very peaceful on January 6th. Well, and also too, as you were saying that, I was thinking uh, we came really close really close uh of that not of, of it being overturned or pretended it didn't happen uh became very close right scary close in that uh and it did get deferred by only mm-hmm. a few hours hats off to congress for reconvening you know with that same within that same day but mm-hmm. i had it i was working from home like we do these days, and I had the TV in, and I was just kind of paying, half paying attention and half paying attention. Finally, I just had to shut down my computer, and I was glued to the television. I, I, I just couldn't believe what was happening. And yeah. you have these broadcasters, these newscasters that were saying, oh, and the protesters are entering, and then yeah. I'm just screaming at my TV. I'm like, they're not protesters. You know, they're insurrectionists. They're treasonous. Yeah. Stop talking about them like they're just protesting. And it took a couple hours for the TV land language to evolve into calling them what they really were. Well, I don't know what Wendy and I were watching. We were watching on the computer, and I'm not sure if it was a, a Facebook link or whatever. And we were totally blown away. And they just, uh, we were watching, I think just before the radio show uh, that we were going on, it was like three or four. And we were watching the Capitol get just trashed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was in such denial, Robert. I saw on Facebook and uh, Instagram and all these uh, social media posts of uh, caravans going to Washington, and I'm going, there's nothing going to happen. This is, re-, you know, and it's like, oh, was I wrong? Right. Same here. Same here. Who knew? I mean, there was plenty of planning as we're learning now. This was very coordinated. We know that the president was. Um, generating the interest in doing this and and we've seen buses go to washington before right for a lot of reasons and you know who thought that they were going to be actual violent insurrectionists when they got there well some people thought it some people knew you know yeah yeah, it was beyond belief and and now you know it takes a long time for sort of for justice to you know things to wind through the justice system now they're all coming Mm -hmm. kind of coming to a head and thank goodness but the thing one of the things that makes me uncomfortable is i feel like it puts people like us in in the position to defend the federal government when you know the federal government hasn't always been so nice to native people yeah at least there's an understandable framework and there's pathways to justice and so these um these insurrectionists just wanted to tear it all down and 
a lot of things that are protecting us would be torn down with that as well. Really good points. I they just reported that they they were uh, getting Trump's tweets from that day for the next twenty four hours oh, from yeah. Twitter. That's got to right. be well, interesting. Yeah, his tweets, his draft tweets, and his uh, direct messages as well. So they're getting it all from Whoa. from Twitter, and Twitter tried to obstruct that uh, that. Uh, but search warrant. They tried to not get it. They got charged what three hundred fifty thousand dollar fine for wow. obstructing. And they wanted to inform Trump that this was happening, which of course would be a huge violation of the law. So, so what is it called now? I closed my Twitter X. account when Elon Musk took over and got so weird. So I'm not on Twitter anymore, on X anymore. But right. that's collusion. Yeah. Oh, totally. And just mind blowing. Wendy, your thoughts when we were watching that, that was crazy. You know, I'm just happy now that um, they were able to arrest so many people and they were able to identify them from, you know, the (laughs) media and the selfies (laughs) and the the t you know the television um broadcast they were able to zoom in and find these people know who they are where they come from i mean a lot of these people lost their jobs because they were found out you know and so i'm just glad i wish that there were more of course but i mean i'm glad that they got a lot of them we had a couple robert from minnesota i saw that were going through court just recently yeah the father son set and yeah they, uh, they love Wendy you know the daughter. How, it was, uh, <laughs> how it was crowdsourced, right? Regular yeah. people stepped up and started working to identify these people so yeah. successfully. I'm trying to remember, there's a name for that. There's a sort of a nickname. It escapes my mind right now. But for these people who dedicated a lot of their time and effort in uh, identifying the insurrectionists yeah. Yeah. And, and leading to their prosecution. So thank you the people who did that yeah Mm -hmm. definitely the other thing that really confuses me is that the insurrectionists um went after the police the capitol police and the police are coming forward saying that you know we were um abused we were hit with all this kind of stuff and but suicide majority of the police in the United States, the policemen and women, the ones that I know are Republicans and Trump supporters. So that I don't really understand. Well, I think that's such a good point, Wendy. And really, you now if you look at sort of the national political landscape, you know, I think most people would say the Republican Party paints itself as the law and order party, you know, and now you have the lead. Trump and all these others completely disregarding law enforcement, the court right. system, all of these tools. And so, you know, it's, I try not to uh, presume bad intentions, but it's really hard to not consider people who think of themselves as law and order, who have such now disdain for the process to, that they have any moral, any moral solid ground to stand on. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Reliving uh, this, uh, you know, it's just been an insane last three years when we talk about COVID, Mm -hmm. George Floyd, the insurrection. I mean, this is one for the history books. And we know, as we were talking earlier, Robert, a lot of the uh, a lot of the states probably won't have this in their history books. (laughs) Right. There there are history books in the future. Exactly. Hey, this is Native Roots Radio, and Haley's on her way to to Pink, and we're talking to Robert Lilligren, and we'll be right back after this short minute. Stay with us. J&S Bean Factory is a native-owned, community-supported, cozy, artsy coffee shop which offers roasted on-site beans, live music, and baked goods. Relax in the beautiful outside patio. City Pages writes, voted top 10 coffee shops. Tucked into a quiet corner of St. Paul's Highland Park neighborhood, this coffee shop roasts beans on-site from the best coffee-growing countries in the world. Located at 1518 Randolph Avenue, St. Paul. The good stuff. 
Attention art enthusiasts, experience Laura Youngbird's Indie Wisigindam, My Heart Hurts, a solo exhibition by Laura Youngbird presented by All My Relations Arts this summer. All My Relations Arts aims to foster connections between contemporary American Indian artists, preceding generations, diverse audiences, and the vitality of the American Indian cultural corridor. Laura Youngbird is a talented artist from the Minnesota Chippewa Grand Portage Band that uses the dress as a metaphor to address social issues issues, injustices, and biases. Through mixed media combining drawing, painting, and prints, Laura explores the dress as a powerful symbol in her work, revealing layers of meaning. Her series examines mixed emotions and themes like common threads, loose ends, and vulnerability. And you can see Laura Youngbird's Inde Wisigindam, My Heart Hurts, all summer through September 9th at All My Relations Arts in Minneapolis. Plan your visit and let the moving art speak to your heart. More information at allmyrelationsarts.org. Hey, AM 950 listeners. My name is J.P. Derbogosian, and I host This Queer Book Save My Life, the show where LGBTQ guests discuss the queer books that save their lives in conversation with the very authors who wrote them. This week, I chat with Father Shannon T.L. Kearns about faith and the future of Christianity through the novel Oranges Are Not the Only Fruit. Plus, Talim Boscuni tells us about her new rom-com, Sorry Bro. I hope you can join us every Sunday at 6 p.m. right here on AM 950, the progressive voice of Minnesota. Be a vaccinative. It's time to come together and talk about the urgent need to stay up to date on COVID-19 vaccinations to protect our heritage, our loved ones, and our future. Throughout history, we have always faced challenges, and today we must protect our culture and loved ones. This is our opportunity to ensure that our tribal gatherings once again resound with joy and celebration where the echoes of our ancestors guide our steps. It's a chance to care for our elders, cherishing their wisdom and stories for generations to come. COVID-19 vaccines are safe and effective. Let us unite resilient as ever and show the world the strength of the Native American community. Together, we shape a future where our traditions thrive, our children learn from our ancestors, and our people flourish once more. So be a vaccinative and learn more about staying up to date with your COVID vaccinations at health.state.mn. That's health.state.mn.us. This message is brought to you in partnership with the Minnesota Department of Health. Metro Transit is proud to offer the free use of IRA for transit trips, an app that connects blind and low vision customers to a live agent for navigation assistance. IRA can help you determine your location, read schedules, find your next transfer, navigate stations and platforms, and general trip planning, and is now available in Spanish. Learn more and download the app at AIRA.io. That's A-I-R-A dot I-O. With your AM 950 weather, I'm Brett Johnson. Look for showers and storms tonight with a low around 66, Friday more thunderstorms with a high near 85, and Saturday sunny with a high around 82. Scotch Mama's offers a huge taste out of a little place. Besides their delicious barbecue, they have potato salad, spicy baked beans, twice-baked potatoes, and delicious desserts. Located at 3 West Diamond Lake Road near the intersection of Nicollet Avenue and West Diamond Lake Road in Minneapolis, find their menu and more at scotchamamas.com. Ritz Radio presents I'm Awake, and this is Robert Pilot. This portion of the show is brought to you by the Native American Community Development Institute in Minneapolis, honoring health and tradition. Hey, uh, I'm, is that the Community Development Institute? It is. Well, I'm wearing the shirt right now. I know now. you are. Nacty. Yeah, thank you. We were just you. talking to Robert Lilligren. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and now, I think Robert Lilligren might have... Uh, Went to the Pink concert, too, because yeah. he's not on right okay. now. <laughs> well, have fun at Pink, and I wish I was going there. But, yeah. uh, you know, uh, Pink and Brandy Carlisle were yeah. around together. Um, in New York. Yeah, they were doing a lot of concerts together in honor of who just passed away. Uh, oh, Robbie Robertson? Sinead O'Connor. Oh. oh. Yeah, in honor of Sinead O'Connor. So... Yeah, I was uh, wishing that I would have caught one of those, but uh, I didn't. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, and uh, and then Brandy Carlyle will be at the fair, and uh, maybe what we can do too while we're waiting, because Wendy, you have a a, a timed out beautiful uh, segment. Mm. Oh, <laughs> oh, Robert left. Okay, <laughs> he thought he was done. Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> okay. that's okay. I want to just tell everybody honestly. Today, I was I spent a lot of time outside today, and as a lot of people know, we got rid of our concrete jungle, aka our lawn. And we have a prairie garden now in the front. And I have to tell you, I yesterday I saw six monarch butterflies out there. I a ton of bees. The birds are just flying around, and it feels like they're in like an oasis. <laughs> there, you know, all the other lawns around our house are, you know, just cut really nice, edged, perfectly green, oh. no. Um, no weeds at all, and they're just perfect. And you don't see any wildlife at all around those. And they're all flying around our front and backyard because we have a lot going on in the backyard as well. And it just makes me so happy. Like, I just sat here for like half an hour just watching it, and it's just mesmerizing, really. And just it's just beautiful, and I just... Um, hope that a lot of other people out there, it doesn't have to be your whole lawn. It could be just a small area where you plant pollinator plants yeah. and uh, prairie plants uh, for the wildlife. So, yeah. yeah, I was told that in a couple of years, uh, Robert, we might even be able to see some frogs here. Yeah, I remember that. I was amazed. Yeah. But I'll tell you what we have seen that I've never seen in our yard or around here mm-hmm. is uh, uh, they jump uh, caterpillars or not oh. caterpillars. Grasshoppers. Thank you. Really? I haven't seen a grasshopper. I did. I, here's the thing, though, too. Before they did our roof. Yeah. Roof, roof. So roof. I... Um I hey, this is a, fun. This is kind of like our old radio show, Pilot's Progressive Party. Well, I, I posted a little video on Facebook of the front yard and the monarchs. You could see the monarchs flying around. And we have a lot of plants out there, but I am ignorant. I am sorry to say I don't know the names of any of the plants that are out there. I couldn't even tell you what they were. But um, one of our friends mm-hmm. and listeners, Alice, yes. uh, said, oh, you have mullen. <laughs> you have mullen, M-U-L-L-E-I-N, in your yard. And I was like, which one is mu- mullen? <laughs> <laughs> so uh, she messaged me with a picture of it and explained what it was. And I yeah. was like, oh, my God, I really have to know what these plants are. I have them in my yard. I should know what they are. But anyway, she said that um, a lot of Native American people used to use mullen uh and it's a it's a plant it has it's very tall like the ones that we have in our yard are way taller than you they're far over six feet tall i've seen them around the neighborhood and they're (laughs) they're little right i don't know we have like mutant mullen plants in the front i don't know i have no idea but anyway they have furry leaves they're very tall and the tops are very kind of pointy and they have a lot of yellow leaves on it. A lot of flat yellow flowers. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's used as like tea yeah. and as like an anti-inflammatory and uh, used for like lung, your lungs. I uh, need anti-inflammatory that. So can you make me lungs. some of that tonight? Yeah. But I was reading that you have to be careful because it also could be toxic if you don't <laughs> use it, you know, the right way. So right. I mean, that you, was like, you just can't like pull, a, uh, you know, a leave off of it, dry it, make tea out of it, and you have to know what you're doing. Right. And yeah. do you remember when COVID first hit and uh, I yeah. really wanted And when we talk about COVID, it's so foreign because for the longest time, again, there was no, um, uh, I want to say antidote, but there was no um, vaccine. Vaccine, yeah. And I did some flat cedar tea, and that's the same thing with that. You really mm-hmm. have to know what you're doing in order to... One have the tea work for you, but also not poison yourself. Exactly, you don't want to, you don't want to poison yourself, or you know, get high inadvertently, or oh, well, you know, you know, accidentally. Yeah. So I just, it just makes me happy when I go out there and I see wildlife in our yard, mm-hmm. and we live in the cities. So it's just, we see all kinds of different birds. And I can't even tell you the bird uh, feeder that we have out front. I fill it like, you know, every day. So there's lots and lots of birds. Uh, God bless you, Robert. Um, So I want to tell everybody while we were, Robert Lilligren was on and we were talking, Wanda, our little dog Wanda, is kind of a little stinker. 
And she doesn't like to get her hair cut. Like she fights me to no end. Yeah. But she was just laying on a chair next to me, and which I was. She does. Which she does on every show when I'm when I'm here. Yeah. Sitting here on the sh- on the chair, and I was able to cut her hair. Now, those of you watching on Facebook, I'm going to hold up all the hair that I cut, and it's quite a bit. Wait a minute. Let me uh, isolate she, your camera. There. And she just. St- Stood there. This that, is all Wanda's hair. That could be a sweet toupee for yeah. me. But you know what I read somewhere? Um, you know those, uh, they're called suet, suet uh, blocks that you give to the birds? And they come oh, in like yeah. a little square, yep. like a little cage. square cage. Yep. And you put the suet, suet in. You, I have one of those. And I people put their cat and dog hair in there. And the birds come and take it and use it for their nests. Well, so I'm going to do I that. Hope- the voodoo people aren't around. Well, I'm gonna do hair. it because I don't want. I'm just dog. not gonna throw her hair away when somebody else could make good use out of it. A you voodoo know? dog. And that would be so cute <laughs> to see, like our squirrels and our birds in what the back making, on. <laughs> making a nest <laughs> with side with birds. <laughs> what kind of glue would they use? I don't know. <laughs> they would use sap from the tree. <laughs> They would use half from the tree and make little toupees. That's hilarious. Wanda has black hair, so it would be little, um, they would look (laughs) like little Italians, (laughs) little Italian birds. Little Goombas. (laughs) Little Goomba birds. (laughs) Robert's cracking himself up. That's pretty funny, though. It's very imaginative. Um, I hope you're taking uh, note of the time here because I have no idea how much oh, time I we do. have left. I do. I, um, um, we got a oh, long I do. time. We have a long time. We have like three more minutes. We're um, losing. We're losing customers. Or, I we mean, are uh, <laughs> listeners. I should say <laughs> they're they're shutting off as we speak here. They went. Wow. Do you remember when they used to talk about really important uh-huh. issues? I know. We already did the uh, first half. You know, we had the governor of Wisconsin on and mm-hmm. Robert Lilligren. Um, who uh, really has been a high-powered political person. I know he's mm-hmm. really um, humble about that, but he's so well-connected and was, uh, geez, a glass ceiling breaker, a mm-hmm. first Native American city council member in Minneapolis. Yeah, first he was openly, city council member for 12 years in Minneapolis. That's a long time. First openly uh, gay uh, mm-hmm. city council member yep. also. Yeah, it's great. He's a great guy. He does great work. He's still really connected. People yeah. really look up to him. He's well respected. Yep. And that's why we have him on Native Roots Radio. And now it's uh, the rest of the show is uh, the clown show the with clown. <laughs> Wendy Robert and Robert and looking at each other. Prepared. Oh, Robert you do. Lilligren, why did you leave us? Right. He had uh, he he thought he was only going to be on for two segments, oh, which okay. I think I told him, but yeah. I. I guess I didn't count the first segment when in my mind. Oh, I see. Sure, <laughs> he was only on a short time, but right. yeah, he does great work. He's but, got stuff. Uh, going yeah, on. I mean, if you know, the Native American um, Community Development Center does a lot of work. And Robert, you yeah. were at Four Sisters yes. today, yes. And the Four Sisters is a little. Um, they every week on Thursday they're on Franklin Avenue, and they have like a uh, all kinds of stuff there: art, jewelry, vegetables. Yeah, and you could go there and check out uh, their their stuff. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. It's like um, a little. It is a market. It's, like it a, is, it's a market. I, I was say gonna market. say flea market. It's not a flea market. It's a they, market. W- Native well, American I always stuff. get confused saying, "What is it? A, not a, a food market. It's more of a market market." Mm-hmm. Four Sisters. Yeah, they market. have a little bit of everything. Yeah. it's really great. And plus, inside, as you know, the coffee shop, and then mm-hmm. inside that, it's the art. Yeah, is the and there's a great. Uh, can you pronounce the the name of the uh, art? Uh, Powwow grounds. No, the name of the art art. Uh, I just heard you pronounce it in the commercial. Oh, yeah. Well, that was with practice and, <laughs> and with you and Brett going <laughs> over it. Yeah, I can't the say magic, it right the now. magic of uh, the magic of uh, commercials and mm-hmm. uh, editing. I was just—I I sound coherent when I was th- when these, just thinking when these right now. Play. I was looking at Wanda's hair, <laughs> and it kind of matches yours. So maybe we can get some glue and make you a easy, two-pack. Easy, easy. This is this is a lot of hard thinking up here going on. Yeah. Jeez. <laughs> All right. Hey. So the, give us a little uh, uh, warm-up of what uh, mm-hmm. are, we're going to talk about our sacred animals here. In well, a, I'm going to be talking a little bit about uh, President Biden signing uh, the document 
uh, for a monumental win for tribes, wildlife, and water at the Grand Canyon. So oh, I'm going to be wow. talking about that. That's really exciting news because we really have to preserve these uh, places. Mm-hmm. We can't have uh, mining there, right. drilling there, pipelines there. Right. Uh, for any reason, we need to keep these beautiful, pristine, pristine places for future generations so we really have to do that i'm really happy that he did that so i'm going to be talking about that when we come back and it's really yeah some good news and a little bit of bad news um yeah oh well we had our fun there for 10 minutes the fun is over robert wow (laughs) the fun is over let me try that toupee on before we uh reality i should show everybody the toupee it's really quite look at it could be Okay, for people watching, yeah, that's a lot of hair. and It is a lot of hair. But I am. I'm going to put Wanda's hair in that little Seward cage and hang it outside and see who wants it and take it. All right. Hey, you're listening to Native Roots Radio Presents I'm Awake, and uh, we'll be right back after this short break. Stay with us. Oh, Minnesota has the only original wolf population in the continental United States. And 80% of Minnesotans believe the wolf should be protected. Howling for Wolves is asking Minnesotans to respect our true wildlife manager, the wolf. Their survival is critical to our ecosystems, our communities, and even our economy. As highly intelligent animals with strong social bonds, Minnesota wolves deserve to be protected and admired. Learn more at howlingforwolves.org. Let's Let's live live and and let howl. Metro Transit is proud to offer the free use of Ira for transit trips, an app that connects blind and low-vision customers to a live agent for navigation assistance. Ira can help you determine your location, read schedules, find your next transfer, navigate stations and platforms, and general trip planning, and is now available in Spanish. Learn more and download the app at aira.io. That's A-I-R-A dot I-O. As we emerge from the shadows of the pandemic, let us celebrate our resilience and embrace the path to a brighter future. While the COVID-19 emergency declaration may be over, our commitment to safety remains stronger than ever. We invite you to stand tall and protect what matters most, our health and the well-being of our loved ones and elders. The power to keep our community safe lies within each one of us. It's important to remember the basics when you're with someone who might be at risk of COVID complications. Wear your mask, wash your hands often, and take an at-home COVID test if you have any symptoms. We are a strong and interconnected community, and together we'll emerge from this challenge stronger than ever. Stay safe, stay healthy, and keep the spirit of our Native American culture thriving. Find more tips on continuing to be safe at health.state.mn.us. That's health.state.mn.us. This message is brought to you in partnership with the Minnesota Department of Health. Hi, this is Representative Sharice Davids from Kansas. I'm Ho-Chunk, and you're listening to Native Roots Radio. And we're back to Native Roots Radio Presents. I'm awake, and this is Robert Pilot. This portion of the show is brought to you by Howling for Wolves, protecting wolves for future generations. How? How? Hey, cool. Hey, this is Native Ritz Radio, and uh, we're in the last segment of our uh, groovy show today. We want to just thank again, before I forget, is uh, Governor Evers uh, for uh, the the great state of Wisconsin giving us an update, and also Robert Lilligren stopping in. And now uh, we're going to have Wendy with our sacred animal section that we've had for over seven years, and I've learned so much, and it uh, sounds like you have an update. Welcome, Wendy. Yeah, thanks, everybody. Hi, my name is Hanaji Hihani. That means cares for them. I was given that name by my Dega Curtis. Curtis goes by Mashke Hanajinga, which means walks on white clouds. I'm a humane policy volunteer leader for the Humane Society of the United States, and I work on animal issues at the local and state level. And it's always my pleasure to do that. And actually, Robert, you sent me this article, so I'm, I appreciate that. And this is from the Center for Biological Diversity, and it's actually dated today, Thursday, August 10th, and it was updated at 2.57 p.m., so a really fresh 
off the press. So um, heeding the call of the Grand Canyon Tribal Coalition and the Center for Biological Diversity, Diversity, President Biden just uh, designated, I'm going to try to say this properly, the Ba Nwajo Ikuji Ancestral Footprints of the Grand Canyon National Monument, uh, capping 15 years of work to protect its iconic place from new uranium mining. So no more uranium mining. The historic move forever safeguards almost a million acres. Yeah, surrounding Grand Canyon National Park. Mm -hmm. Besides honoring sacred indigenous landscapes, the new monument uh, will help endangered species like California condors, Mexican spotted owls, and humpback chubs. Um, the name means tribe where tribes roam. Uh, and this is uh, from the uh, Center of Biolo- Biological Diversity. Mm-hmm. And you know what? A lot of people uh, went online and wanted this and made signatures. So this is a really important thing. So I want to thank uh, President Biden for doing that. And uh, that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. The center also just sued the U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service for denying Endangered Species Act protection for the uh, gopher tortoises Hmm. across most of their range. The agency left these imperiled reptiles on a collision course with extinction, refusing to give them federal safeguards in Florida, Georgia, South Carolina, Oh, my goodness. And most of Alabama, despite the service's own protections, that nearly three quarters of their population will disappear over the next 80 years. These cool tortoises have shovel-like front legs and strong back legs to help them dig intricate burrows just like gophers. So that's why they uh, got their name. Their loss would harm more than 360 other Southeast species that share their burrow home. So I'm really glad uh, that that's happening also. Also, there's uh, following a center lawsuit this week, There's protection now for 6,500 square miles of habitat for Caribbean corals. We need our corals, uh, so that's also perfect. The one thing I wanted to, um, that I was really interested in reading about were um, cyanide bombs. Have you heard of cyanide bombs? Okay, so cyanide bombs must be banned, so by... Biological Diversity, the organization, is working to ban these cyanide bombs. So I was like, I really didn't know what they were, uh, but they are used uh, in the Federal Wildlife Service. So I went on uh, Biological Diversity website here, and it tells you about cyanide bombs. So they're M44s, that's what they're called. Hmm. Uh, Yeah, and for the past century, a federal program called Wildlife Service part of the U.S. Department of Agriculture has been slaughtering wildlife deemed undesirable by the agribusiness, by wow. big by big ag, right? Yep. Yep. They're usually animals like wolves, coyotes, beavers, and bears. But the program also kills creatures it does not mean to, like family dogs and endangered wildlife. M44s or cyanide bombs are one of the most horrifying methods the program uses for its indiscriminate killing. These inhumane traps spray sodium cyanide into the faces of unsuspected wildlife lured by sweet-scented bait. Any creature or person who pulls on the bait trigger can uh, suffer torturous poisoning followed by a slow agonizing death or severe energy. So I kind of looked at these things and they are like these tube-like things. I don't know how long they are, but they're not very long. Uh, maybe the size of of uh, bigger than your hand. So they're like a tube and they have a point at the bottom. They're shoved in the ground and they have a, they're spring-loaded. Hmm. They're spring-loaded and on the top is that poison. Uh, the poison is on the top and what they do is they also put bait 
material on the top of of this trigger, right? Mm-hmm. And a wolf or an animal can come and bite the bait and pull it. And as soon as it's pulled, that's when that cyanide poisoning shoots out. It sprays um, and the cyanide poisoning causes, it can cause internal bleeding, seizures, lung failure, or death. And they're still using these (laughs) around. Isn't this horrible? Wow. So um, you can write to the biological diversity. You could find them. Center for Biological Diversity. They're a really great organization that does a lot of work mm. to save, you know, these animals that are really, you know, getting hurt by a lot of these um, terrible things. They mm. also launched a suit this week over Montana wolf pelt export program that could hurt endangered Canadian lynx. Yeah, so uh, they do a lot of work, and um, I'm really happy that you sent me this article, and I'm going to be reading a lot more about um, what they do and um, all the great stuff that they're doing to protect our our animals, not only in the United States, but like I said before, the Caribbean corals, uh, which are really, um, we really need those for the ocean's um, health, health, right? For oxygen, for uh, protection protection for habitat. Yeah, exactly. So um, we really want to do that. The other thing I want to just bring up that was kind of disturbing to me that I watched on the news the other day was... um, People um, letting balloons go in the air, right? Balloons, the mylar balloons, the latex balloons with the strings. And they're, you know, it's really sad. Somebody dies and people want to honor them. And they're honoring them by, you know, releasing balloons in the air. And the balloons, once they go up, they come down. They go into the oceans. They strangle wildlife. They're, you know, it's just... I, I just wish that that was, that was something that could be banned. Like yeah. You can't use that because it's, it's washing up on our ocean, uh, ocean shores. Uh, wildlife is getting tangled up in them. Um, the fish and the whales are eating the balloons because they mimic um, jellyfish and other fish that are in the ocean. So I, I, I don't know. Maybe I could work on something like that. Just get balloons to be banned. Well, and, uh, it's something. I think again, Wendy, a really good point about that. I think if people thought it through or yeah. knew, I mean, yeah. I, I just don't think people really realize how detrimental it is to right. animals eating it and exactly. dying. Exactly, I know. And, and it's tr- just they're sad, and they're they just want something to go to heaven, and they believe that the balloons are going to, you know, reach the person in heaven, and it's a memorial to them, but. Yeah, exactly. Hey, like the old days here, we're cracking each other up. This has been Native Roots Radio. We're still here. Uh, We are the seventh generation. Uh, If you're listening to the show, uh, you're part of the resistance. Free Leonard Peltier. We'll be back tomorrow. (laughs) 